This is loudspeaker. It's hard to know where to start when talking about Natalie Ledwell. Talk about someone who is absolutely on fire and a rock star. This woman is a best-selling author, speaker, and co-founder of Mind Movies. She's a woman who truly impacts millions of people's lives every day by sharing her unique and powerful vision. She can help you light up your best life. And I'm so thrilled to have her on the show today. Get ready to be motivated and to be able to visualize your best life and the tools you need to start heading your life in the right direction. Welcome to The Spark. I'm your host, Stephanie James. I have the wonderful Natalie Ledwell with me today. Just such an honor to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us on The Spark. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure to be here. And so I'm so happy. I'm always happy to talk to you, Stephanie. Now we get to share our conversation with other people. It's amazing. <laughs> you know, you have had this amazing life and not that it's been without challenge, but w- would you be willing to share just a little bit, Natalie, of your story? I mean, people look at you right now and they're like, oh, my God, she's this huge success. She has all this stuff going on. And yet, you know, we've all gone through these struggles to get where we are. And life isn't just magical for everyone at every moment. Right. I know. And and that's the thing, like I actually had in my, because I have a program called the Ultimate Success Masterclass, and I had someone send me a question there going, so where was it that you're from again? Like, you know, you come from such humble beginnings, you know, and I, and I actually grew up in a country town in Australia, you know, one of eight kids. And now I get to live this in, amazing, incredible life. Uh, and I think part of that was obviously I, I feel like I came in with something in this lifetime. Like it was always, you know, my country town wasn't big enough. And then Sydney wasn't big enough. <laughs> now I live in Los Angeles and I was like, okay, I think this is big enough. <laughs> but um, so I had that little bit of a drive, but and I think, uh, you know, having that also had me stepping out of my comfort zone so much that, that it was, you know, yes, I was moving forward, but, you know, you get to a point and then you're like, oh man, okay, this is taking me for a loop. And then I get back up again and then you're kind of moving forward. But, uh, you know, I think for me, most of the struggle that I've had has been something that I've self-imposed, something that's, you know, that I've through my thoughts, my limiting thoughts, my behaviors, any kind of programs that I have, when I could have looked back, I'm like, oh, if only I knew then what I knew now, it would have saved me like a 10 years of heartache or, you know, 10 years of struggling with my body image or my self-worth. And, uh, and I was just saying uh, before that uh, one of my, my behaviors that, that comes from some of my, you know, deeper limiting beliefs is when I put up this facade, like everything's great, everything's okay. And underneath I'm just like, ugh. Everything is not okay. Um, and so, you know, having going through this whole journey of, of we're on the outside, people are like, oh my God, you've got your shit together. Like you are amazing, all this accomplishment. But then having this, you know, fraud stuff feeling underneath and having this struggle with my self worth, which just, it's been a journey to, to overcome. And of course, there's always another layer. There's always someone else, something else to, to happen as well. But I've been a serial entrepreneur, which comes with, bruises and cuts and lessons and a whole bunch of things as well. But I think it wasn't until we started Mind Movies, my ex-husband and I, who's still my business partner, 
that we started to apply all these esoteric things like law of attraction and our spiritual practice and to all the business acumen that we had, that all of the struggle, all of the hard work, the, you know, the multiple businesses at the same time, all of those kind of things started to kind of fade away because we realized that to really be successful in business, it takes business acumen. It mean, it takes, like you have to know how to run a business. You, you need to know human behavior, all these different kinds of things. But then when you add this layer on top, which is really leveraging the power of the universe to give you these quantum leaps, that's when the crazy success seems to be able to to you allow crazy success to come in. When we spoke before, you know, talking about your marriage and then the end of your marriage maybe being one of those points, I, th- I think as we go through these difficulties, oftentimes it's that pain that forces us to go inside and look at those parts of ourselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nothing like the end of a 20-year marriage. <laughs> God. To, make, to have a good hard look at yourself, you're like, <laughs> no, but I've been... But I was just actually talking about this on, a, on a, another interview I was just doing. It's just that I remember the end of my marriage and, and the conversation and we, we'd been disconnected for a couple of years and, you know, it was coming. Like it, it, I could see it coming um, and, you know, and Glenn met somebody else, which was kind of like the, the event that happened to make it easier for us just to do what needed to be done, you know. Uh, and I remember feeling relieved and, and saying to him, look, it's okay. Look, we're going to be fine. But, you know, obviously crumbling and, and going, okay, life as I know it is over. You know, and I'm sure that any woman that's gone through the end of a, like a, a career or their kids leaving or end of a marriage or a long-term relationship can relate to this. It's like, I don't even know who I am. Like 20, I was 25 when we met. Like this is like 20 years of being with someone and like my identity was so entwined into this relationship and with him and this persona of who Glenn and Nat were that I, I'm thinking of, I, I don't know who I am. I've lost my identity. And of course, my mind is swimming like, where, where do I go from here? And I don't even know what life looks like. And you're kind of just stuck in this moment of terror and being scared and what's falling away. And uh, I remember that first week when we we'd separated, I would go walking every morning and uh, I was listening to a book called The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. It's one of my favorite books. And I've got to be honest with you, the first few days I'm walking, I can't hear anything with the book. My mind is just swimming like, where am I going to live? What am I going to do? Blah, 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 you know, <laughs> like as you do. And then I remember probably the day four or something that something finally had kind of worked its way through to my brain. And it was something to the effect of, you know, this is a moment in time. And it's a moment out of millions of moments that you are going to experience in your life. And you get to choose. You get to choose how you see this moment, how you feel about it, how long you allow it to affect you moving forward. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. The question's not who am I? The question is who do I want to be? Like, who do I want to be? Like, I have this amazing opportunity in time right now where I'm shedding a part of my life and stepping into something new by myself. I have a great business. I do what I feel passionate about. I, you know, I'm financially stable. Like, I can live anywhere because my business is on the internet. Oh, my goodness. Now I start to get excited, you know, and it was just that small little shift of um, because if I had have stayed in the, 
oh, my husband left me and our marriage is over. And blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm staying in the victim side of that story and it just keeps me attached to that event. But as soon as I can shift my perspective and going, wait a minute, I'm in charge here. <laughs> I get to say how I feel and what I do, what my actions are going to be. And it could be anything I want. And then I started to get super excited. <laughs> that gives me the chills as you say that, because it goes back to what you were saying earlier, that we all get caught in those limiting beliefs. And we act as if those limiting beliefs are the truth about us or our lives. And it's so powerful to think that in a moment that we can shift those like you did. And it's like our whole perspective shifts and all of a sudden you were tapped into the potentiality. Yeah, like this year, COVID in a way for me has been a blessing because I've stopped traveling like a crazy woman. <laughs> so uh, which gave me a lots of time and lots of mind space to question why I was doing that. You know, like on one hand, I'm like, oh, I want to bring in my love. I want an amazing relationship. And I let no space for that to come in <laughs> through my actions and so forth. So I got to question a lot of these different things. And, uh, you know, I've, I've got to use this time to really work on myself. So when I'm looking at some of the limiting beliefs that were kind of holding me back and, and what I've come to realize is that, you know, and it's so funny because I've, I've, especially after we, my marriage ended, I did the Hoffman process and, and I always have a personal coach and, and my coach this year, it's been amazing because, you know, we meet once a week and normally that's impossible because I'm traveling so much. I also have the time in between the sessions to really sit in and sit with what we've uncovered and really, you know, embody what the new version or what I'm replacing these old programs with. And my deep core wound is abandonment. And I remember when I did Hoffman, you know, they're like, my biological, biological mother left when I was three years old. And I kept saying to the people at Hoffman, look, it's not that. I don't even remember that. <laughs> it's my stepmom. She messed me up. Like, let's focus on her. <laughs> but, you know, last year after doing a couple of trips to Costa Rica and working with a shaman and some plant medicine, it kind of showed me how much that event really influenced my life. And sometimes we, we have these big blind spots because our subconscious mind really runs the show 95% of the time. And mine was so strong that it's like, I never want you to feel that again. And so what happens is that we start to adopt these behaviors. Uh, we start to adopt a, this different perspective of life. We see everything through that lens of not wanting to feel that again. Um, and so it really helped me to this year with working with my coach to really look at that deep core wound and then see all of the tendrils, like all of the, the different behaviors and things that I've had over the years, which has also helped me look at every story I've told about pivotal moments in my life and go, hmm, am I telling that from the point of the victim or am I telling that from the point of empowerment? And it's really helped me to see that, you know, there is 20 different sides to that story. And maybe the, the one that I'm choosing right now is keeping me in this old pattern of not wanting to feel abandoned. So if that's the case, what is the new version of that story that I want to tell that's really going to set me free and to be able to move forward and, you know, be the perfect match for the person that I want to bring in, you know, to show up as this strong, empowered woman in my business and to be this first version of who I want to become. Well, and I think that's what an incredible point of power that you're speaking of is that we can actually rewrite and reprogram our stories. 
We don't have to keep yeah. telling the same narrative. Yeah. And I think sometimes too, we'll say a story. Um, you know, I used to talk about, because when I met Gwen, my, my ex-husband, we, uh, the first business that we owned together was a nightclub. You know, and there was some great times that we had with the club and there was lots of party and it was fun, but then there was also this dark side to it. And, you know, I didn't realize that when I keep talking about the dark side and the thing, it's like I'm really talking from the victim. And for me, part of my struggle in my 30s, especially with my body and my, and my weight, was I went from working in the fitness industry and being a super fit person to working in a nightclub. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> you know, and it was definitely not a healthy lifestyle and we were working late hours and drinking and all the kind of things. And I remember on the other side of that, I really was beating myself up mentally about, wow, I really kind of let things slide or let things go and I wasn't, you know, happy with the way that I was living my life. And it wasn't until later that um, working with my coach and like, it's taken a long time for my body to recover from that. And she goes, no, no not your body, your mind, your mind hasn't recovered. Like you are still tied to these past events and the the way that you're beating yourself up. She goes, that happened then. Like, don't stay there. And I'm like, wow, how many other things am I doing with that within my life at the moment? (laughs) It was very freeing. I definitely want to talk about your mind movies because that is one of the ways that we can pull ourselves into the future, if you will, and manifest what we want in our lives. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think, my God, what an incredible tool. And I I had shared with you in our last conversation, I've been doing the mind movie for the last couple of years. And my God, what's come into my life has been phenomenal. Yeah. Well, I mean, how it came about was that, uh, you know, back in 2006 when uh, The Secret first came out, Glenn and I bought a DVD, and this is the original version with Esther Hicks in it, and we remember watching that movie and just sitting down and going, ah, this is the missing link. This is the part that we've never known. And I'm like, this is the answer. And um, I remember we got about 50 copies of that movie and gave it out to all of our friends. No one got it. I'm like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> Even one of my sisters go, is this a cult? I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, God, okay. No one's ready for this yet. So then a year later, this is now on Oprah. Or just towards the end of that year as well on Oprah. And now everyone's coming to us going, have you heard about the secret? We're like, yes. <laughs> but I remember we were thinking like, wow, like imagine riding this wave, you know, because one of the big takeaways that we had from watching the secret and understanding the law of attraction is that you really need to see You need to see yourself in your mind and feel what it's like to already be there for this to help to come into fruition. Because if you can't see it, and the thing is you don't need to know how, you don't need to know what it's going to look like, but you've got to be able to put yourself in this future in your mind so vividly that your subconscious mind starts to believe that that's what your reality is. You start to create new neural pathways. It starts to change your actions. So the visualization part of the law of attraction is very important. So what most people would do is create a vision board. So they cut out photos of magazines of the house they want and the car they want and the holidays. And so when you look at this vision board, it makes it easier for you to go there in your mind. So a mind movie is like the next step up from that. 
and it's like a little movie or a slideshow that you put together that has affirmations that describes what it is that you want. You have photos that match those affirmations. And then the secret source is the music. Because, yes, you want to be able to see yourself in this future. But what's most important is that you want to feel what it's like to already be there. And music is a very powerful way to be able to help you to get into that elevated emotional state. Because what we know is that everything's made of energy, but it's all vibrating at different frequencies. And so if we are vibrating at the vibrational match of the things that we want, then it's easy for those things to be attracted to us. Well, the vibration that we send out is our emotions. And this is why it's really important that we can maintain a higher frequency. If we can do that and and feel higher frequency emotions, things like happy, joy, gratitude, accomplishment, pride, courage, you know, these higher frequency emotions, if we can sit there as often as possible, then it's so much easier for us to be in flow, you know, for us to be able to, like even things that we haven't thought of start to, to come into our reality. And we just find, you know, we get to this point where you, you say, well, everything always works out for me. It's because you're resonating at this higher frequency. So a mind movie helps you to do just that, to be really able to help you to get there, maintain this high frequency and, and really see yourself already in that amazing future that you're creating. I think your story of when you first brought the mind movie out is really interesting as well. Will you share that? <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, like the secret you just been on Oprah, everyone's talked about the law of attraction. And not long after that, a friend of ours came to us and showed us this little movie that he'd created for himself. And it was PowerPoint slides. And in between the PowerPoint slides were photos and then this music. And I'm like, dude, you have to show us how to do that. And, um, and not long after that, he approached us and said, look, you know, I want to set up a website. We want to sell the instructions so people around the world can create these movies for themselves. And at the time, Gwen and I had four businesses that we were running at the same time. And uh, so we didn't need another one. And the other challenge we had is that we knew nothing about the internet. So when I say nothing, I mean like Glenn could hardly turn on a computer. I hadn't even heard of YouTube. I didn't even, or any kind of social media. I had no idea what that meant. This is in 2007. So I'm like, you know, and I'm like, dude, I don't, I, I use a computer for bookkeeping. You know, I knew how to use Word and bookkeeping. I'm like, that's it. <laughs> and he's like, it's okay. I'll teach you. I'll teach you. I'm like, okay. So we, we ended up creating a video, putting it up on YouTube. And uh, that one little video was where all our traffic was coming from. The first day we had that video up, crickets, nothing. And they're like, okay. And then the second day we made three sales. Didn't know what to charge. We're like, I don't know, $20. So we made $60 on the second day. We're just like, <gasps> and it was like, okay. I still don't understand how they find our video out of the millions of videos on YouTube, but this is really cool. And so within months, we were getting that many emails from people going, look, this is changing my life. I'm like, all right, boys, this is, let's focus on this. How do we do this internet thing? Like, how do we work this out? And um, then we realized you could buy a program online that taught you how to do this. So we, we bought one program by a guy called Frank Kern, who's a bit of a legend in the, in the internet marketing world. And uh, so we bought his program, implemented one idea and already made back the $2,000 investment that we um, paid to, to buy the program within a week. It's like, ah, this guy is a genius. So then 
he announced he was doing a live event in uh, uh, April 2008. So we're like, great. And in Glenn's original mind movie, he, one of his affirmations was, we live in an endless summer. <laughs> so uh, we, he's like six months California, six months Sydney. So we came over April 2008. We went to the seminar. We were accepted into Frank's mastermind group. And then we just spent six months working our tails off learning how to edit videos and build websites and set up autoresponders and, you know, all of these things until we, we got to September. Uh, and that was when our launch was scheduled. And what we didn't know is that was also when the economic crisis hit the planet, <laughs> people losing their homes and losing their jobs. And it was like, ah, what does this mean? Um, but, uh, you know, very similar to what's happening now economically, I mean, people were looking for an answer. They were looking for something to help to give them hope and to give them some direction and to, to help them feel like they were taking control over what they, the situation they felt like they had no control over. And so everything that could go wrong went wrong in that launch. <laughs> you know, we had $120,000 on credit cards. We had um, PayPal shut down our account and froze the account with half a million dollars in it. We had uh, our email delivery system shut us down because we thought we were doing something illegal because our list was growing so big. It was just, it was, it was crazy times. And we nearly went back trumps, but we did a $700,000 launch selling a $100 product, which was just unheard of. And it was what put us on the map. So when we came back to US the following year, that's when we receiving emails from Jack Canfield and Bob Proctor and Joe Vitale and John Asarab and like, guys, let's work together. Let's, you know, so it kind of was what kind of set us up. But we, everything that we knew, like all of our business acumen and all of the law of attraction stuff, like it was like we were working overtime to, to make sure that we can navigate through that. But I think with anything, because there's always going to be obstacles, I hope that it, you never receive as many obstacles as we had. But um, when you are very clear about what's on the other side, you just keep going. Like, there, there, you know, there's no hands on heads. There's no, now that this is done, like, what are we going to do? It's, well, what, what solution are we going to choose? Like, there's always, you know, a solution. There's always something on the other side. And when you can kind of keep that focus, it's, it's what helps to fuel you to keep moving forward. Your voice, your vote. In our democracy, they matter and make our community and our country stronger. So make yours count. Get registered. Learn the issues. Know the candidates. And vote by or on November 3rd. Visit vote411.org for registration and election information. This message is furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Listen to the stories the black community is telling. Hesitate to respond as you normally would and really listen. It's time to amplify their voices and show up for them. Black Lives Matter. Which is so important. I just love this because it's this whole sense of 
life is going to happen and there's going to be challenges or obstacles. And yet we don't have to see that as somehow information that we've failed, we're on the wrong track. It's like, no, this is um, I, an opportunity to solve a problem or to see this differently. I used to play a little game with myself and I would imagine myself on stage telling the story. <laughs> and then this happened and then that happened. <laughs> that was like, <gasps> you know, it was just, it was like, <laughs> I'm like, this is just going to be a really interesting part of the story that people are going to go, no. And then how did you get through that? Yeah. So I would, that was a little game I would play with myself all the time. <laughs> Which is great that it just becomes part of the story. It's like, yeah, I need to have this interesting. So this just gives it some extra spice. Yeah, I know. No one wants you to set up there and go, yeah, we had this idea, we put it into action, we got successful, the end. Like, Boo. that's not going to inspire <laughs> anyone yet. <laughs> right. Boring. Yeah, and, and your story is so great. And I just love, too, I mean, you are such an empowered woman when you were talking about going through the divorce and the different things that you've faced. And yet, I think there's there's a piece, too, that that you're really authentic and candid about, which is that the journey continues it's not that we arrive and then everything's smooth the rest of our lives and we totally are confident from this point forward. Yeah, I mean, I, I talk about this a lot with my students because I teach like the mechanics of how to manifest what you want. And one of my gifts is that I can look at something esoteric like that, like an idea, but then be able to break it down into actionable steps. And uh, the thing is, we're always on the way to somewhere. You know, I, I remember like the last year of my marriage, I kept getting this message coming in that's like, you're wasting time. I'm like, I don't know what you mean by that. Like I've got this amazing company and my movies were helping millions of people around the world. And it wasn't until I separated and then I got to you know shed that, that relationship and kind of step into my own and really kind of go, well, you know, where do I want to go and what do I want to do from here? That I was open to this idea that kept coming in about this children's curriculum like a program for children to help them. And I kept thinking, eh, nah, that's, nah, I'm not qualified. Like I left school when I was 15. I don't have kids. Like, no, nah, that's not me. But it kept coming back and kept coming back. And so even though my movies, my movies is still my main focus. It's my main company. We, we really we're just about to reach 6 million people, you know, that we've helped worldwide, which is just, it's a dream, right? But my first US school started last week teaching my social emotional learning curriculum which again it's like this is yes my movies is great but this is the next extension of this but there'll always be something else after this we're always moving towards this and you know sometimes when people are first starting to learn i kind of call mind movies the gateway drug you know where if people are kind of looking for like i want to think differently or whatever and they go searching we're pretty good at the marketing side of things so they're pretty certain they're going to find us <laughs> And I'm like, yes, come in. I want you to learn how to manifest that dream home and the car and the holidays. I want you to do that and get it out of the way so you can realize, because after that, once you realize you have this ability to create anything that you want, then it's like, now you get to look into what your purpose is. Now that you have this ability and you understand how things work, how are you going to use this gift or this ability in a way that's going to serve humanity? And this is where life gets really passionate and gets really juicy. Now, and yes, my movie has, I mean, 12 years we've had the company and now I'm stepping into the, the kids' arena and schools. But that won't be the end. There will be something else after that. And I think that, you know, as I think our purpose is always pretty much the same. 
show us up as the best version of ourselves and serve humanity the way that we can. But the mission on how we fulfill that, I think, is always changing. And I think if we can be open to that, that's when we start to be really open to things like, honestly, I thought I was the least likely candidate to be doing a program like this. You know, and I, I did team up with a colleague of mine who has two master's degrees and she's kind of like the brains and the, the things with the curriculum. But, you know, then I have to, rather than sitting in the fraudster, like, who am I? I'm not worthy. I'm not qualified. Blah, blah, blah. My, my little self, my little, you know, programs, I'm like, no, this is what I bring to the table. We've been able to create the digital assets. We've been able to build the platform. We've been able to have the contacts. So we kind of needed the two things. I'm like, okay, I'm going to own my role in this. And, and step into it in the most empowered way because until I could do that, I was the bottleneck. Mm. I was the reason that this wasn't getting put out into the world because my small self was taking over my big self. So how did you do that switch, Natalie? What did you do to get back into your big self? Well, a, a lot of it is just sitting in my visualizations and, it, and watching my mind movie of where I'm ending up. You know, that's one thing because the more you can see this future in your mind, what you're also doing is building your belief and building your expectation that it's going to happen. And on the way to that, this is when you start to pull off the limiting beliefs and you start to become aware of these behaviors and all these different things. And because the the big picture and the big like job I have in front of me, the big responsibility bring all of this stuff that was probably dormant before. Because when you're in your comfort zone, you're not challenging anything. You're kind of just, you know, in your comfort zone, being all happy and stuff. But, you know, once you sort of decide that you're going to step out of that, well, that's when all these things come to the surface. So it gives me an opportunity to look at it, deal with it, and then kind of move on. And and a lot of it is the work that I do on myself. Um, But, you know, and again, it's like, okay, well, I know that I am worthy. I know that this is just a program. I understand this is my subconscious. So if I am worthy, why am I worthy? What does that look like? Because, you know, we can be aware of all these negative thoughts that are coming up and we can choose to release them. But we also have to go, well, what am I replacing it with? You know, releasing is one thing. Now, I remember being a course once and this woman was saying, you don't understand. If I don't hate my mother, I don't know who I am. <laughs> because it's such a big part of who I am. But the same thing, these thoughts have been such a massive fabric of who we are up until this point. They have been the lens that we've seen the whole world through. And so we have to really be conscious about, yes, I see them. Yes, I'm releasing them, but I have to replace them with something else. And what is that something else going to be? You know, and for me, it was like, okay, yes, I'm not qualified per se to do this, but my gift is this. This is what I'm bringing to the project, you know, and one without the other just wouldn't have made it work. So. Yeah. And the you know, importance of realizing that our belief doesn't equal the truth. You know, again, it's just it's something we've thought our beliefs over and over again. So they feel true. And that sounds like that's also the importance of what you're saying, of making sure that we're doing the work to replace those limiting beliefs with our new truth. And then you repeat that over and over again, like you would watch the mind movie over and over again to implant this new belief system that then takes us where we want to go. Yeah. I mean, and it's kind of, it's not like you can go, right, 
this. From now on, I'm going to think this. I mean, of course, you know, remember all these thoughts traveling along these really strong neural pathways in our brain. And yes, we can adopt these new thoughts that will we've create our new neural pathways that we're creating. And it's going to take a little time. It's going to take repetition. Like the, the reason the old ones are so strong is through repetition. Repetition is how we get these new ones to come through. So, you know, when you're going through that process, you know, once you become aware that you're saying something that's connected to that old limiting belief, you can just stop yourself. And something that a girlfriend has taught me that you can say when you find yourself doing that is cancel, cancel, cancel. Only love exists here. So when you find yourself stepping into that altar, you just like cancel, cancel, cancel. Only love exists here. And it does a couple of things. Number one, it's a pattern interrupt. So once you become aware, you interrupt that pattern, you interrupt that, that thought neural pathway, and then you go, okay, this is what I'm choosing to think instead. But what it's also doing is acknowledging that love exists here. Like I'm loving myself even though I made this little slip up. I've seen it. I'm acknowledging it. I'm course correcting and all is good in the world. You know, and then after a while, it does become your default. It does become this new way of thinking. It just takes a little repetition to get there. I love it. I had to write that down as you were saying it. I'm like, that is brilliant. So Natalie, you just launched this really cool school program. And what's it called? It's called Personal Growth Studies. It's a social emotional learning curriculum. So it's not law of attraction. It's not, not any, you know, new age things. It's actually psychology, science. The colleague that I've been working with to create this has two master's degrees in child psychology and play therapy. Uh, and she works with kids in trauma. So, you know, we've created this program, which is K to 12. And we have done a pilot program in Australia been working in Liberia, Africa. We're in our second year there, although that's been interrupted with the whole COVID thing. But, you know, my sights have been set on the US. You know, I I actually just watched a, um, a documentary on the weekend called The Social Dilemma. And it's talking a lot about social media and a lot of the, you know, features that this, these platforms have to specifically have you addicted to coming back to the platform. And, you know, they were talking about the massive, sharp rise in teen suicide and tween suicide because they're getting on social media so young and their whole self-worth is how many likes they're getting and what the comments they get on their photos and it's kind of a little out of control. And so for me, it's like, no, no, we need to teach the foundation like self-esteem and self-love and setting personal standards and understanding who you are and what you stand for and getting underneath the issues like the bullying and the suicide and, and racism and, and other you know challenges that we have. And, and yes, we, we maybe have one or two lessons that mention bullying or whatever, but it's like, no, no, we're getting underneath that. It's like that's low self-esteem. That's lashing out. That's not knowing how to self-regulate your emotions. And so we're tackling that head on. So we, and we're just starting. Like, I'm so excited where this goes, where this is going to go. <laughs> I am so excited as well. You know, I, I worked at a school district for 10 years. And so I just uh, so deeply appreciate this work because that's really what this school that I worked for for seven years was a Title I, 73% poverty school. And a lot of these kiddos were coming out of 
families where there was abuse or some kind of domestic violence or heavy-duty drugs, whatever the situation was, and how important this is that we can start teaching this, no matter what their life circumstances are, that they can start adapting some of these belief systems and getting some of these skills to value themselves at an early age so they're not 40 or 50 years old sitting in my therapy office trying to recorrect a lot of the damage that's already been done. So absolutely. So excited about that this program. How how can people find it? How can they tune into this? Yeah, if you go to personalgrowthstudies.com, then you can actually reach out to me through that. You can send me a message through that website, but it has a lot of laying out of what the program is all about. And especially now, we had the ability to create a platform and deliver the program digitally, which has been fantastic because, you know, for teachers that are teaching remotely at the moment, they can, they, they're able to add this as one of the, the, you know, curriculums or lessons that they're teaching, but it's also designed to be taught in the classroom as well. So it's, it's adaptable to what's happening at the moment. And I think we're all aware that, you know, like teens and tweens in, the, in this country or actually around the world have been struggling a lot. They're definitely in overwhelm. Now we've got this other added layer of COVID on top, which is just this whole other layer of fear that they're not sure how to navigate. And a program like this gives them all the tools that they need to be able to do that in a very empowered way. Brilliant. Love this. Obviously, this is lighting you up. This is such an (laughs) incredible piece that you're bringing to the world right now. What else is lighting you up and what's ahead for you? So when COVID hit uh, in the first couple of months, I actually created three new mind movies this year. Uh, One was on business. And not just the my movies business itself, but how I was showing up in the business. And I definitely feel like that I can I don't need to watch that my movie anymore. All of that has definitely come to fruition. And I think part of it it was being able to shed some old behaviors that, you know, like the traveling and everything. It's like that's not really moving me towards what I really want. And it's not conducive to my company and, and to my business. And so, you know, that we know to, to do that. One of them was on my health. Like we have this COVID nineteen virus. And then we have the COVID-15, which is the 15 pounds we put on during COVID, (laughs) (laughs) which I'm now shedding. (laughs) So my health, my movies definitely helped me getting into that. And I'm I'm feeling more fit and more grounded in my body than I've done for a really long time. So that's great because I'm not traveling. So I get to eat healthy and get to, you know, regular exercise. It's been great. And then the third one was on um, love and relationship. And one of the blessings of COVID for me is that I always have a coach, always. And, you know, I've been able to regularly once a week meet with my coach and really start looking at some of the the things that I don't want to admit to. Like she'll say, have you noticed this about yourself? And I'm like, no, no, I haven't. And I'm like, well, shit, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's look at that. But um, what it's helped me to do is really shed a lot of, you know, those victim stories that it was telling in the past. And, and because of that and how I'm resonating and the frequency I'm putting out, you know, I've been able to attract a, a stunning man who is everything that I asked for and more. And so it's, it, it's just, yeah, it's amazing. So, you know, looking at these different things and putting some intention behind it, you know, one of the awesome things about making a mind movie, it's not just that you're creating this movie, but you really put thought into what this actually looks like. 
with my with my love mind movie i was discussing you know talking about how i show up you know how i'm showing up grounded and open and you know in the past because deep core is wounded i don't want to be abandoned i would couldn't really open up i couldn't really connect because it's like i was so guarded and i'm not doing that in this relationship you know i've been able to really step in and have that connection any kind of tendrils and ties that i had to old relationships like i had one relationship a few years ago which i call the breakup that keeps on giving because <laughs> it really brought a lot of things to the trigger a lot of things in me that i didn't see was there but they would have only the only way i could see it was i had to be in a relationship that was the catalyst for bringing it all to the surface you know so understanding that and being able to release all of that as well so you know doing all of that work but then all the things that we did together like you know and i wanted someone who has time freedom and money freedom i want someone who's a king and someone who's really grounded in who they are that has a great life and that we have we're two individuals that have this thing together so it, it's interesting when you can kind of dive a little bit deeper you know, and when, and when I, I tell people, look, you know, if you're describing this future, if you're making a vision board or a mind movie, just think about what it is that you want. You know, for me, in this instance, it's, it's a loving, supportive relationship. And then it's like, well, what does life look like when you get there? Like describe that and describe, you know, why you want this. And if you have to make any changes to your daily practice, you know, what are those things? And then most importantly is, you know, how do I need to change the way I think? to be able to be this person or to create this reality because, you know, our thoughts have created the reality of where we are now, not just our conscious thoughts, but our unconscious thoughts, our subconscious thoughts. So if that's what's got me to this point and this is not exactly where I want to be, how do I need to change the way I think? And we've talked about this before. Yes, we're aware of all these things that are coming to the surface, but what am I going to replace that with? And the more that we can focus on those things and, and when we're visualising to see ourselves in this new thought paradigm and, and having these moments where we're so in the situation. Like for me, when I visualise, I don't just see myself as a character in a movie. I am so in that. But for me, um, attracting my love, it's like, you know, one, of, one moment that I would focus on is I'd see ourselves on a vacation, um, on a beach. So... I'm laying on a deck chair and I can feel the deck chair underneath my, underneath my back. I can feel the warmth of the sun on my skin and I can smell the ocean and I can hear the waves crashing, you know, and I'm picking up this really cold glass of the pina colada and I can taste the coconut and the, and the pineapple. And, and then I'm, I'm reaching across and I'm holding my, my partner's hand and I don't see a face, but I see it, you know, a, a figure, but I'm feeling so much love and contentment in that moment. And when I'm feeling that, that is the frequency that I am emanating out, which is the vibrational match of that that I want to attract. So when you can, you know, really make it that real, that's the subconscious one really gets tricked. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is where we are right now. Okay. <laughs> it makes it easier for us to, to create these new neural pathways to have these more positive thoughts that are in alignment with that. Well, and it's true, right? We, we are emanating these frequencies. And so like frequencies match up. And so, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So of course, when you're imagining all this, then this wonderful love who's even more than you could have imagined comes into your life is, is a matching frequency for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, so much so that, um, you know, we've been, I think, dating for about a month now. And he's already, like, in, next week he's booked us. We're going up to Monterey. We're going to be seeing this beautiful 
hotel. We're going to be on the beach. I'm like, okay, well, that's what I saw. That's, that's what I envisioned. And this is how quickly it can come into fruition when you kind of step and lean into that. Well, Natalie, as, as we're coming to a close during this interview, I, I just love talking with you. I could interview you for the next three hours. And if, if there was an essential message that you want to make sure that the listeners take away, what would that be? Well, the thing is, we do have the ability to create what we want, to manifest what we want. You know, we sometimes, especially when something as intense as this COVID situation happens, we can feel like we have no control. We can feel like we're at the whim of everything. Now, when you apply something, you know, like law of attraction, this manifestation process, I mean, we're not really in control of anything. Like, you know, there is a higher power that's, that's guiding a lot of things. But we can positively influence our, our outcomes. And, you know, and if we're purposely applying the law of attraction, we're releasing the victimhood of the past events. We get to live this juicy, delicious, fulfilling, passionate life. And we all have the ability to do that, every single one of us. And so I encourage you to really look into, you know, rather than feeling like you're at the whim of everything that's happening at you, that you kind of step into this thing of, well, you know, I, I can control this. I can, I can, you know, influence this. So I, I encourage you to do that. Such an empowering conversation. Absolutely love that we live in a world of infinite possibilities. And when we just focus that energy, we can start designing our life. We can start really bringing into actualization our hopes, our dreams. It might not show up exactly how we planned, but I think when we're really able to start thinking about what is it that I want to bring into my life? How do I want my life to be and realize that we don't have to stay stuck? That is the point of power. And we really can create these truly beautiful lives that, that oftentimes just feel magical as things line up, as things serendipitously come to us. So much potential. So I hope this episode was motivating to you and encouraging you that you really can go for your dreams, that you really can overcome difficult obstacles and challenges. We've all been facing so many this year. And so I think more than ever, it's important that we hold on to vision. We hold on to what creates beauty and bliss and love and excitement in our lives. And as we do that, we're better able to navigate through the bumpy times or the more difficult and challenging times. You have this power within you. You can start designing your life today and start attracting to you that which is most important in living your best life. Remember, The Spark is your show too. If you have questions, feedback on the show, or if you're going through something and need a little help, we'd love to hear from you. Continue the conversation with us at our website, thesparkpod.com, and on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. 
New episodes of The Spark air Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Mountain. To make sure you don't miss an episode, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The show is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional and should not be considered medical advice. If you're having a mental or physical health crisis, please seek treatment immediately. The Spark is produced by NOCO Media Limited, which is solely responsible for its content. Thanks again for listening. This has been The Spark, igniting your best life. I'm Stephanie James. This is Loudspeaker.